new logo, new intro, new everything. Hi. Hi, Michaela. Hey, Alex. What are we doing today, Michaela? We, you guys, are first of all introducing you to the new name of the show. And we are interviewing the head coach, the only junior program at HBCU. In the, the, history of the, head, in the history of the The head coach of Fritz University. What'd you call it? Fisk? A Fisk University. Okay, I thought you said Frisk. I was like, oh, it's a cute name. I like Frisky. I really like that word. So, yes, we are interviewing uh, Corinne Wright Tarver. Uh, she will be here at the hour. So, we wanted to get on here just like, you know, kind of like, you know, a little kiki beforehand. And I'm wearing the the um, judge's shorthand um, pullover. This is this is a, the pullover. It's not the sweater. They're different. Yeah. Hi, Nisha. It's gonna be a fun conversation. Um, Hi, everybody. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a fun conversation. We're going to um, really get to somebody who truly deserves to be a head coach of a NCAA program. Um, Period. And who like accolades? A list of accolades. We have. Um, if you have questions for her, you know, put them in the chat. We'll get to them as we can. I think this is going to be a fun, very fun, fun, fun conversation. Um, a very unique look on um, a side of the sport that a lot of people don't get. I mean, let's be honest. There are currently not a single. NCAA program at uh, HBCU until now. So this is an important conversation. And I mean, she's an icon and a legend. She's the first black NCAA female all-around champion. She's a nine-time All-American for Georgia. She was in the national team in 85 and 86. And uh, she was a coach at New Jersey Starbound Gymnastics Academy, as well as the University of Pennsylvania, I believe. Correct. So it's not like they just gave this woman a job. She absolutely have worked her behind off to earn She has position. the license, the credentials. She absolutely have it. So it's going to be, oh, I'm so excited. It's, just, it's, it's an honor and a privilege. And yeah, so she'll be here at the hour. Uh, beforehand, we're, we've rebranded. We've rebranded. We're a uh, new bit. <laughs> new show, new, new show, new us. New us, new show. I don't know. Same show, but yeah. Same show. A little bit more marketable. More Correct. marketable, more PG, more Disney. You know what I mean? Correct. So, yeah. And like, uh, I think at the, uh, well, I should have done Well, let's say towards the end of the month, we'll like phase the first collection out of our merch and we'll do some We Love Gymnastics merch or maybe half a month. I'll figure it out. But yeah. And the audio version of the show should be available this weekend. Yay. Maybe not the whole back catalog. And, that's a lot, but yeah, working on it. Yeah. And everybody, um, for those who like, oh my God, we're the, we're still, like, I've decided we're not going to change our Twitter handle because it's just too much. And we're still streaming on Twitter. So, you know, we're just going to be, we love some messages. And we're not changing our Facebook 
maybe we might change Facebook. I'm not sure. No, we're not because we stream on Facebook. See, the issue is it's two issues. Yeah. So they caught him in sorts. Kind of. We're trying to separate not just the 420 part of it, but also the streaming part of it to make it two different things. Entities. So I guess Blunt Chat will always be your streams. So if you ever want to watch the streams, watch Blunt Chat because hell, what, hell, what else do we have to lose over there with the Blunt Chat brand? You know what I mean? But, we, but, but what we want to do a little bit more things, be a little bit more marketable, be a little bit more polished. More polished, more Disney, please. The, the overall brand is We Love Gymnastics. Yay. Yay. No, and welcome, welcome. I, I feel like I could, I feel like I could do welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of We Love Gymnastics. You've been waiting to do this the entire time, y'all. I can't even tell you. I'm so excited to do that. Dude, to, who does that sound good to? We gymnast stands? That's, it, that doesn't roll off the tongue. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a little like board like salad, kind of. No, it's like a it's like a word sushi. We gymnast fans. It doesn't sound like we gymnast dance. Yeah. Because we'll be here in about two minutes. Just yeah. Yeah. there's been no gymnastics this week. So it's like I I have nothing gymnastics to talk about. I mean, like, I got the, the biggest thing that happened in the gymnastics community is once again, Vlada has been used by the Russian government to be out there um, with her um, anti Ukraine propaganda. I don't know who that is. Who is she? Is she a little talent? Is she a little 10? Don't know her. People, she looks like um, Bella Hadid. Oh, I know her. I'm just kidding. I just look. It's these sports. Oh, there's are just be some used. elite competitions. There's just there's just lower level elite competitions. So I, I, I would say this. I go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I would say this. Uh, we had I think um, the Italian national whatever it, it. I don't understand the way Italian gymnastics system do competitions and where the names come from and why they're even doing them. But I think there was, I just don't agree that the Italians are even on the same level as the American. I would argue y'all down on this one forever. Like the Italians are nowhere close to the Americans. I mean, we say that, but then when it comes down to it, like you never know who's going to be on on the day of the day, you know, like the Italians might just show up and hit. And when, if they can hit, man, they're they're on par like to like maybe get to the level, but if you say falters, like say they have two falls, they're always right there. They're gonna have to beat China, China, and if China, the British, the British, the British, the British are coming, and the Canadians, the Australians are really good too. So it's gonna be intense because there's no Russians this year. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Maybe this whole quad. Yeah. Okay. So, how, are we prepared for that right now? Is Tumblr prepared for that discourse? Absolutely. I, that, I don't think they're going to get to the 
it's going to, their qualifications to the Olympics in Paris, it's going to be a lot harder if they don't go to this world and if they are going to be out for the next world. So I don't think this is the whole like Ukraine situation is going to change anytime soon. Like it's going to nah. be bad. And then, and then again, for those who don't realize, like in figure skating, the Chinese choose are choosing to be on the Russian side and they're choosing that the figure skating people are banning the Russians. Then the Chinese figures, the Chinese government are choosing not to send their skaters. So I can't imagine that it would be much of a difference for gymnastics. So we're talking about we're talking about a quad without Russia or China. Hypothetically, yeah. And also, we can't go without saying like what's happening in the United States isn't isn't great. (laughs) It's not fantastic, y'all. It's not fantastic. Um, the hands may tell is getting close to being a reality. Um, and I was speaking about the like the leaked document delayed from the Supreme Court or whatever about the like, anti-abortion thing. I just, if you guys haven't read it or haven't read the arguments included in the whatever it's called, like it escapes me. But I read through it because one of the arguments and one of the, the two of the cases that they use to um, kind of back up their statements and feelings about this is the fact that okay, so gay marriage is also one thing they could, could could get rid of. But they could also institute like anti sodomy laws, which means basically even just being gay in general could be a crime or could, could be like punishable by law. So it's like one of those like <laughs> you know when we tell you to vote, go vote. Please, even if you don't like the Democrat, like just, just help, help a sister out. It's scary. And we keep saying could be illegal. We need to finish that sentence and complete it again. again. Not like it's not like oh these are just new laws that are coming up. No, these this these used to be the laws, and and the LGBTQ community and the abortion rights community and all the communities of the broad have been fighting to get these things off the books for years and in the last two or three years they're back all these proposals are back up for debate so it's scary it's a scary time in our nation's like I guess um, what's it called um, the word escapes me but I guess history eventually and so it's just correct and it's not just like we're being like you know over dramatic, you know what I mean? This is, I mean, and yes, I, yes, and I, go ahead. And I give you abortion people this one. I'm not anti abortion, I don't get, but I will say this if people have the rights to choose to do whatever they want with the body, that also applies to trans people. And just like it's, it's cisgender women bodies and it's their choices to do whatever they Trans people, it's the same argument. It's our bodies. We can do whatever I want, whatever we want to with our bodies. And it's none of your care. I mean, if these people use that argument when it comes to masks and vaccines, like, come on now. Come on now. Like, they're... Uh, is that, it, it, exactly. It, being, really the Italians when, like, being don't even come close to the Americans on being... Like, it's just... I just hate that argument. It's just a non... It's just... You guys are watching the Italians because the Italians have competition that don't. Again, it, and it's the beginning of the year. We're in May. Well, the middle of the year. I Let's mean, the time. Yeah, if a 
we're going to speak some truth. We've been our B team out to these competitions. Wait until our A squad comes on deck. But the A squad could falter, Michaela. It's not, it's, we can't spare a couple tents anymore, girl. You know what I mean? I think when Jay and Leanne comes back with Day Chong's, I think it's a done deal for most of the world. And Jay probably is going to come back with her bowels fault. So you it's just so? a done deal for the yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay Carey by herself is going to be the more bowels, and it's a done deal for the rest of the world. Do and don't think, let Sunni um, come back. Do you think, because um, I read an article or a blog post, I guess, that um, Jim Truth Teller posted today where they kind of went in on Miss Carrie and her, like, because you know how people that are, say that Michaela pikes on her moors and this and the third, right? Well, uh -huh. <laughs> Jim Truth Teller had, like, screen caps and they were like, oh, but Jade never pikes on her moors. Or Jay never does this. And it's like, Jade's form. She is. She said, I don't know who they are. They said that she's a chucker. She chucks skills. And I, I don't disagree. I'm not saying it's not Jay pretty and has power. And because I've seen Jade Carrie's gymnastics in person now, Carefully. Jade hits splits. She Jay actually does. Do yeah. Turns. That's one thing Jay, we, we both like. The, one thing, the only thing that's wrong with Jade's gymnastics is it's too slow. That's what's causing her. Like she needs to be able to pick up the pace. Or like hit the position and like linger there for a second and then come down. Like defy gravity, basically. Cause she really she does hit her splits. I'm not gonna lie. She does hit her splits. She I don't wanna say she doesn't finish skills, but I don't think like her finish, you know, like finish at first go. I don't think it's where it could be. And I think that I then don't, I don't makes it look sloppy. Um, I can't. It would be almost better for Jay to do a three-pass floor routine and do her three hardest passes and then have her energy for the rest of her exercise. Yeah. I think it's, it's all a matter of like her, her finish and her presentation of the skill. If she just works on that a little bit, which she'll work on it at Oregon. If she could, honestly, I've said this before, if y'all don't watch out, if these girls aren't careful, Jay Carey could be the all-around champion in Paris. Jay really is beam. She has to get her beam on par elite wise. Yeah, or I think she can get her bars. Yeah, composition. Yeah. It's all about composition. So we're just waiting for her to show up, I guess. And then Lunisa, I absolutely, I don't know if it's gonna be this because me coming because even level of difficulty. Yeah, as an all-arounder, but coming back. Now, the one big, 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 big and do yes, it's Leanne Wan. Now, the sky is the limit for this gymnast and, and Elise. She's on par with Jay Carey because she may not have as much difficulty as Jay, but she has all the other things that Jade don't have. Hopefully that Leanne is sticking with Florida and not going with Al Fong and them. Hopefully they put better routines together for her. Routines that make sense. Skills that make sense together. 
it's all about composition this quad this quad if you are a master petition or a master codition i guess or a master compositionist like you're the you're a gymnast or you're, you yourself are going to be the one at the top of the podium because it's, it's all about working the code in a, in a way that yes you may be lacking in artistry you may be lacking in this that or third but if you're able to compose a routine of skills that work for you while still like, trying to you know adding dabs of artistry, you're probably going to end up winning against these girls who just have the massive difficulty. It's going to be about execution, I hope, but execution and composition. This is what it all is about, but people don't really care about it. It's also going to be about who's going to throw them hard-ass balls. That's why all the American girls are learning these chunks now. They already see what happened with your chinko double twist, and they're all chugging it up, so... Yeah, it's good. I just I hope we get to see a lot more diversity involved this quad. Like I'm like I would like to see more suits, more like I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind a Prudenova, a nice Prudenova, you know, that someone could actually like you know perform it well. Because uh, Prudenova, who doesn't love? I think we are going to see more suits. A lot of girls are are learning this suit. Well, I I think it's going to be. They want to see a lot of suit doubles come. 2020. Ooh, maybe more handspring vaults like uh, like a Rudy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rich one. We're now the twist that it's worth it. Like if you could get a Rudy, you would have to learn how to do a arm You could learn a, and I think a Rudy is hard to do an arm Yeah. You can do a Rudy or, or Yo. You can do a Yo. I'm ex- I'm excited. Um, since I keep downgrading all the well, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll see an Aminar for a while. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen because it's just not worth it. Like I'm gonna blow my knee out for what? <laughs> Unless you're a song or Jade or somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But even for Jade, because. Instead of doing her armor, I think her she should go back to her double. It's only worth two tenths of a point less than the armor, and it's safer. I feel like for her, this girl, homegirl has knee problems. It's just I'm excited. Let me see. I don't mind less Aminars actually. Aminars just aren't my favorite boss. My favorite boss are Rubies and Chongs and these Bows. I hope to see more Bows and Yo Balls. I think we should just leave the Yurchenko. I think they should downgrade the whole Yurchenko family so people could be more encouraged to do other style of balls. I agree. Okay. You can win with the with and Usafina. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. This is like if you have a really good double. I mean, if you're if, you're, if you've been training in an Aminar, you're probably gonna have a really good double, which means you're probably gonna end up sticking that double more more than not. Let me you tell mean? you two balls that the girls should learn. They should learn a Mustafina and they should learn a work this thing. I think their birth are gonna be worth a point. Okay, if you're worth a five point, then it has to be worth a five point. That's a 
Amadar is only worth a 5.4. So. I'm terrible at math. Numbers, and, you're hitting me with numbers and it's like. And a Mustafina 5.2. Bam, there go your World Vault champion. Who do you think out of the current crop of like girls? Like all of these girls. I'm sorry, like all of these girls, they're trying to advance to a Chong. They should start off with the Mustafina vault for real. Yeah. All right, give us the Mustafina this year and then do the Chong towards the Olympics. Yeah, or, or, or the Biles. Because I feel like for that type of vault, I want to say the Biles is, oh, it's not safer. It's, it's a forward landing. But it's easier. The twisting. Yeah. Twisting because they can barely get these chongs around. So getting that bows around is. Are oh, you talking about bows two or bows one? Bows one. Bows one is the chong with a half twist. Bows yeah. two is the double pipe. Yeah. Oh, she never had the bows two named after her. So it's only one. It, it's, it's the bows two. It's the bows two. I think it's yeah. pretty unanimous. I don't. I, I think we might see more double backs. Maybe these girls have like, all these like, huge blocks. We we might get a double back from a couple. I don't of have one in here right now, Duke, but I will. Um, but I, I do like. When we get to the balance boss, we get somebody do a yoga first. Yeah. That, yeah, and it's, it's so pretty. Like yo, when she when she landed that vault in the final, I was like, this is iconic. Like that was insane. Because we wanted Elise to do it for the longest time, and she never threw it in a competition, or at least I did. I was like, Elise, you could do it. She you threw it in competition. She threw No, she did She threw it in twenty. That's when she got it named after her. It's No, it's not. Yes, she did. I think so. Am I wrong? No, you're wrong. No, she never did. She never, she never threw it. We saw a training video of it, but she never did it. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I know. I always wanted her to do it. I'm like, just do it. You, you have so much air. You probably stick that if, you, if you're doing that to the, the Rudy. Like, but no, she never did, unfortunately. And now we'll never know. Oh, so. I don't understand why Elena, Elena, I saw the put a note, I saw the truth of Eastman, I'm sorry. Why it wasn't. I'm sure she could have done it. I'm sure she could have done the yoga. Uh, why did she choose to go? Never, never understand. I, I did. I think she's just a daredevil, and she just wants to, like, you know, prove she can do it because it's a hard vault, and no one's doing it right now. Which I, no one I should do it. Girls. I love that vault, though. It's it's such a it's 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 such an insane vault. Why? Like the double pike. Why? Somebody can do it well. well yeah, There's but it's. Well, and I could be like, oh, okay, but watching people do it to their behinds is just not. Well, uh, uh, what is what is her name? Um, Mina from Stick It did it fabulously. She stuck it. I'm sure she did. Later, Nova once every yeah time she did it, it looks like the other of it. Yeah. I think, you know, you either have a, yeah, you only have one. I always wonder, like, table, and it was the, 
the varsity games that she Yeah, it was a really I always wonder too. like they had cheat. They had to make, like give her a, a, a Weller spring vault or something because she just has never like even Elena put it over the creator of this vault never has done that vault that way ever again. Like that was her one great time of doing it. I think well, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be a gag? You're cutting it out. Wouldn't it be? I'm sorry. Wouldn't it be a gag if if it comes to find out that? um, Am I still cutting out? No, no, I hear you. I hear you. But like, wouldn't it be a gag if it came to find out? Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> finish the sentence. I finished the sentence for like three hours now. Wouldn't it be a gag if what? <laughs> oh, we'll never know. We'll never know the gag. Oh, she left. Yeah, now we're never gonna know the gag. I try to put my backdrop up again, but with somebody. Oh, y'all. So while we're waiting, I'll go Starbird. Um, and Michaela, I guess now. Klaus is gay. Oh, I don't know what sin I committed to have this happen to me, but it's fine. Um, he has a boyfriend. It's a little black dog next door. And they tear down the fence so they can hang out. Every day. I'm not a carpenter. I'm not Jesus Christ. You know? I don't... <laughs> I used to get hammered. I don't hammer things. You know what I mean? Like, I just... it's. Yeah, no. I don't... And so I've had to sit there and just like hammer this fence back together because it's 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 well it's, it's it's to be replaced, but you know it's reparable in the moment, and it's one of those things. I'm just like, I, this is why I'm a graphic designer. You know what I mean? Like I don't manual labor is not for me, sis. Like it's, I can't do it. Like like I can't do it. No, it's just like I, I have no affinity for it. You know what I mean? And um, I have no want or need to hit something with a hammer all day long. I can't. Mm-mm. It's not. I can't. Mm. So, oh, there she is. Okay, so what is the gag? Please tell me. I'm back. I hope fire is at night. Yes, so what is it? You said, wouldn't it be a gag if what? If it comes to find out that university games, the vault with vault and table was was tampered with, and that's the only reason that vault was landed the way it was because they cheated some way somehow. That would be a gag. I was expecting something more gaggy than that. But yeah, I know. Uh, Number one, Jim and hey, everybody has one good Putanova, and that's it. Like, that's how I feel like it is. Like, you have one, and that's it. I think Diba... Oh, uh... Diba uh, Karmakar, she followed me for a while until, you know, things happen with the internet. But uh, she... I think she hurt her knee, and she was resting for a bit. And I don't know if she's retired or, you know, not retired. But I, th- I think she might be... Um, just in recovery or trying to get back to form or whatever. Hi, Norman Jim fan. So, yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, so we're waiting on Coach, Coach Tolliver from 
fifth. Say it. Tarver. Tar Tarver. 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 Like tar, like like tar heels, but tarver. Tarver. Tar. Like like tar. Like the tar. Like tar in the streets. Tar. And then ver. ver. Yeah. Push Tarver. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Dollar the jar still. Dollar the jar. Still. But um a- we're waiting on her. You know, we've been waiting for a good 20 minutes, but we're waiting on her. Um so thank you everybody. Uh, do you guys like the name change? Do you like the rebranding? There was some crew got you. I'm starting low this- again. Uh, should, should I do the um, the intro again so you can see it? Do the intro again. Show. I could have sworn she was saying she was allowed to compete in Tokyo between me and Freddie. I do remember that now. Now that you say that, um, I'm not. Ex- I have to look look that up. But yeah, I think she got hurt her knee too as well. So she is about to be here. She's just texting me. So okay. Um, now we have op- we have options for this, for this top graphic up here. We can like change it to like this or this or this or this. Who said that the solo is pregnant? Yeah, I, I need before we even. Uh. No, it's not true. That, that's just doof being doof. He's being doofy. You know how he is. Although that would be gaggy, though. Kelly Hill would be so upset. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, and and with um. Even though India isn't like a small country, a lot of these countries who are lesser known for gymnastics, they treat their gymnasts like shit. Like, like, so I wouldn't be surprised. Like, when we look at the Australians, they, like they just lost. Like, didn't last year they lost? They lost a lot of their funding and they closed down one of the biggest gyms they had. Like, yeah. The gymnastics is. Uh, we're very privileged in the United States to have the gymnastics program we have, even though it's not the best. Not the best in terms of like you know like administrative administratively, but yeah, no, it's it, we're very privileged in that sense that we at least have you know even just that we're very privileged in the United States to have gymnastics community have, have even though uh, other part of the gym fairs have to America in order to even access their own gymnastics, right? They have to come to America to have access to see their own gymnasts do gymnastics. Does that even make this to you guys? Like, it's real crazy. Oh, she's here, she's here, she's here, she's here, she's here, she's here, she's here. So, Icon, Icon, legend. the legend herself. The first black NCAA female all-around champion, nine-time All-American gymnast for University of Georgia. U.S. national team member in the 85 and 86. 
Quinn. Right. Farber! I'm so sorry, guys. I'm see you! Yeah, sorry about the delay. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah! So excited. So how We're colored people, off? too, child. We already knew. We were already yeah. colored people, talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, normally, um, yeah, not just. It's, it's funny because like some of the things that I have, um, like my time pieces automatically switch when I switch time zones and some do not. And my watch did not. <laughs> so I yeah. said six. So when you, like I saw your text, I was like, um, it's only six o'clock. Why is he, why is he texting me? I got another, you know, hour almost. And he was, and then I was like, uh, no, my watch is, is incorrect. So I was probably incorrect all day. But <laughs> it's one of those things like you just go back since you're like, Passing the, the timeline, it just it gets kind of messy. It, you know what? Yeah. It's been crazy because sometimes I get Zoom. I have to do a Zoom. And sometimes people will send it Eastern time and sometimes it's Central time. So, like, they'll email me and they'll be like, oh, it'll be at 2 o'clock. And I'm like, okay, at 2 o'clock I'm sitting there. And then I'm like, they meant 2 o'clock Central time. It's <laughs> 3 o'clock my time. So then I have to come back. I had to, like, really quickly, I had to, like, acclimate to the whole, like, time zone thing when we started streaming. So I understand. So, Okay. I want to ask you one more question. Now, would you rather salute before or after doing something for a year or wear a leotard to all your black tie occasions for a year? I'll salute. That's easy enough to do. <laughs> after everything. Just salute. <laughs> just salute. You know, look at me like, why is she flapping like a bird? But hey, I'm fine with that. So, can you take us back to when you first started gymnastics, the gymnastics journey? You said it was like, I, I read that your sister's interest in gymnastics will, will pique your interest, right? Yes. I um, I started doing tumbling when I was in dance school. So, sorry about that. I had to close the door. Um, so, when I was in dance school. But gymnastic-wise, my sister was a cheerleader. And so, she wanted to do gymnastics, too. And I, you know, me saying I want to tag along. So, that's how I started doing gymnastics. What was it that like interested you about gymnastics itself? Um, I just, I, you know, I like to flip. I was, <laughs> I just wanted to flip. I just wanted to, to go about things, and it was just fun learning things. Um, I like a challenge. So, you know, I see someone else doing something. I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. Is yeah. that what still keeps you interested in gymnastics? For your gym, oh, go ahead, Michaela. I like the thing with your gymnastics. Um, I just I'm sorry. love the sport. I, mean, I can watch it over and over and over again. And absolutely, I can sit in the gym for hours and watch a workout or a meet. Or And people, my husband sometimes, he's like, How, you don't get tired? I'm like, no. I can just watch a workout all day long. I mean, it could be little kids, and I would still be excited by watching it. Go ahead, Michaela. What were gymnastics, you know, growing up? Like, the gymnasts who made you want to do gymnastics? Um, not necessarily made me want to do gymnastics, but who I looked up to was Diane Durham. Um, and that's, but I was already in gymnastics by that time, but she just kind of, I saw her and thought, oh, okay, I could be at that level. Okay. But, um, you know, growing up, I didn't really watch gymnastics before I started doing it heavily. I mean, I'd see it on TV, but you know, the United States wasn't really a strong powerhouse back then. So um, it wasn't, that wasn't what motivated me 
to to go into the gym and do it. I was already involved in some way, shape, or form, and I just love learning new skills. I love winning. I love getting trophies and ribbons, and so it really wasn't a person like that. But Diane was the first one I saw that was a black gymnast that I went, "Wow, okay, she's number one in the country. We could do this." Okay. Now you started at the Y, right? And then when was so, the change from from the Y to Gym Cats? When did that happen? Um, actually, it was in between there. Um, I started at the Y. Well, I actually started at Turner's. Okay. That was the first place I went. Was a a gym <laughs> called Mountain um, Turner's, and it was in the basement of a church. And we rolled the equipment out, and like the bars were P bars that they made <laughs> uneven. The beam was oh, wow. a wooden beam. Not feel good if you. Fell. Uh, the vault was like a half a vault. It wasn't even a full length vault. It was like literally like half a vault. Think about 1950s. Like when you see gymnastics outside, remember you see videos? Yes. The vault is only like so big. It was one of those. Um, and floor was on like wow. uh, strip panel mats. So I did that for a little while and um, I was winning everything left and right. So I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. Had no clue that that was, they only had their own little league. But they would have women there in their 40s and 50s doing bars when they were doing scales and and jumping over, you know, like when you look at the 50s gymnastics where, you know, where they they were doing that and they were just fully doing their gymnastics. And there was divisions that started as young as like six or seven and it went all the way up to like 40 years old. And every competition, you would have 40 year olds and stuff doing competing floor and beam and bars. It was it was kind of crazy. Like I. That was my first experience in competitive gymnastics, so it was great, but it was not like reality. <laughs> that's so. I, I wonder, like, when when that phased out, because that, that's so like now with the resurgence or kind of resurgence of uh, adult gymnastics, like that that's that's that'd be really cool to see. Yeah, it was it was pretty exciting to see. So then, um, I also like uh, in gym. We had my gym teacher. We had full gym kind of like bars, we had a vault, we had beam, and I would do stuff. And my gym coach said, you need to get into a better gym because you have talent. So that's when I went to the Y. Um, she introduced me to the coach at the YWCA. So then I went there. Um, but they were also similar where we had to roll the bars out. We had to roll all of our equipment out every day and put it away at the end of practice because they used it for basketball and volleyball and other things. We were not allowed to leave the equipment there. Wow. It was not a spring floor. It was, it wasn't a wrestling mat, but it wasn't a spring floor either. So um, I was there for about a year and a half, I guess. And then the coach said, well, we can't, we've taken you as far as we can. You, you need to go someplace else. And then I went to arena gymnastics in Stanford, Connecticut. And so I was there for three years. And then my coach who I, you know, when I first went to Arena, my coach Andy Antonelli, um, he was the main person that, like, the first person I had, and then other coaches came after. But he uh, purchased part of a gym in New York, and so I moved in there. With I went to to the gym there because I was from New York, so I went from a forty five minute commute to a fifteen minute commute. <laughs> Move muscular. It was the next town over from where I lived, and so that's you live in wow. You live in Yonkers, right? No, I live in Mount Vernon. Oh, okay. The gym is okay. in Yonkers. Okay, yeah. I said because I saw that and I was like, "Oh, like one of the main streets here in, in my town is Yonkers Street." So I, I yeah. <laughs> nope, I'm from Mount Vernon. Okay, cool, cool. How was growing up there? Like, how was like the environment there? 
like, and, like did you grow up like just sorry that's my dog just it was it how was your upbringing how did that how did your up how did your upbringing itself kind of shape your or the person you are now my my family is a very supportive family. They're also very high achieving family. I like to say, um, like you know, a lot of my cousins have done some amazing things in life. Like I have a cousin that just got nominated for a Beard, James Beard Award for writing. So and I have another cousin that won a wow. uh, surprise for his writing. Like we have some very accomplished people in my family. So, but they're they're always supportive of everybody. So whatever you're doing, they're gonna be behind you 100. percent So. Uh, that's how my parents were. That's how my rest of my family was. I would go to gymnastics meets and I would have like 25 people in the stands <laughs> for, for gymnastics meets. They were all travel wherever I was going. And it was, you know, there was the right family up there screaming and yelling, but that's okay. They were there. <laughs> so I have a question. So you first five. What was that like, the process like, especially for the success of the 1984 Olympic Games? Um, I actually was elite in 1984, but that was my first okay. year elite, and I wasn't that successful. I mean, I made it to the classic meet, but I kind of got hurt, and I, um, I didn't that's make it a deal. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. But I just remember being so upset and looking, and I remember I looked at my coach and I said, I'm not, that's not going to happen again. I'm making a national team next year. And he was like, okay. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> um, so I had been elite the year before, like I said, and then the compulsories changed over, which was much better for me because the old compulsories were quite difficult because I, um, for example, on bars, I used to yeah. do a free hip back tuck dismount, but the compulsories were free uh -huh. packed. <laughs> so one was letting go late, one was letting yeah. go early. And I, get lost actually the new compulsories did that so it was, uh, it was kind of um it was kind of hard for me to to switch over back and forth um between like the compulsories so when they changed compulsories it was better uh, you know after one year i went to the new one it was better okay. for me so but yeah it was it was good were there other like little girls of color of color in your club in my you? club, um, not Luan. Yeah, Luana Moody was. Um, she went to end up going to West Virginia. Was at arena. When I went to Gym Cats, there were more. You know, we had about five of us. I want to say four or five of us. Um, when I moved gyms, so uh, that was. But prior to that, it was just the one, and she had come in right. I we were there about a year together before I left. Okay. So not a lot. There we'll have a, lot a question. I'm so sorry. Okay. So this is totally awesome, but it just died. like so. You were interested at that point where everybody had to switch from had to learn the Yurchenko style of vaulting, right? Because before then, before um '85, everybody was doing like this super hard um style of vaulting. But after '84, '85, everybody. Everybody started to ball. So did you ever try to learn your trick ball? And like, what was like being a gymnast completely new style of vaulting? I tried it and hated it. 
<laughs> I tried it and absolutely hated it. And I was like, nope, not doing it. And my coach was like, you know what? And at the time, I was doing a layout, a layout suit full. So he was like, yeah, well, we don't need to change it. You have, I, mean, I can be a tuck full and a layout full, depending on the meet. But honestly, I was competing against, I remember when I went to, um, the Olympic festival, the two summers before, well, the summer before I, my last summer, um, on the national team and they were doing your Chanko tuck fulls. So I'm like, well, I'm doing a soup tuck full. Do I really need to switch over? Plus I, that time I was older and they weren't allowing your Chanko's in college. So it didn't make sense to learn it when I was going to have to go back to soups mm -hmm. anyway. So because my soup was mm -hmm. good enough, my coach was like, eh, you don't need to worry about it. Plus the compulsories were still a soup. Even though the optionals they were doing your chinkos, the vault was a tuck suit kick out. So you had to learn a suit anyways. Mm -hmm. So I read, I, I was, it was, I was blown away. I read that you, that you weren't recruited because of a, a clerical error. Like they, I thought it was something along those lines, but for some reason they thought <laughs> I was a junior, I was a senior. And so I wasn't being recruited. The only reason, the only person, the only school to recruit me was Nebraska. And that was because I had a good friend who was on their team and she knew how old I was. So I guess maybe when she asked her coach why she wasn't recruiting me, why he wasn't recruiting me, I should say, he might've told her, I don't know exactly, but um, she was like, uh, no, she's a senior in high school, we're friends, you know? So Nebraska was the only one to call me at first. Like nobody else was contacting yeah. me and I had already made an team. So it wasn't like I was unknown, you know, at that point in time. And so then, uh, Suzanne at Georgia was at a meet recruiting and she was talking to my coach and she was like, oh, too bad. She's a junior. And my coach was like, uh, she's a senior. I'm going to graduate. So then everyone, <laughs> that's when she yeah. was like calling me and bringing me in. And then I, other people started figuring out that I was a senior. And so then I started getting bombarded with, with calls and stuff. But, um, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I was like, uh, Yes, nobody wants me. Like time is ticking. <laughs> my diploma's in my hand. Believe it or not, it wasn't that worried because Nebraska was on was there, and I had a lot of friends that were going there. So I kind of was like, well, nobody else wants me. You know what I mean? I don't care because you know they were a great school, and they were. I mean, I was going there until I went to Georgia, and then I fell in love with Georgia. So, how was you know? being one of Suzanne's gymnasts. How was that? Because that was an insane era for against really gymnastics. Suzanne was very different than what you guys knew. Um, she was hungrier back then because she hadn't won anything. Mm. And so this is before, you know, like the, the drive to win and the drive to be the best was still there, you know, that we hadn't crossed that that threshold yet. So she was a very different personality than after she won a couple. You know what I mean? Like she she changed a lot. So the Suzanne you guys saw probably when when most of you started watching gymnastics was a very different Suzanne than than uh, the one who was that I got to experience. But love her to death. I mean, she was always true to herself. Suzanne is she's who she is. There's no question about her. You don't sit there and think if she's thinking something different than what she says, she's going to tell you like it is. She's going to tell you how she feels and it got her in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you know, she got in trouble with some people, you know, she also was a bulldog in a spot <coughs> for us. She was going to be in their face saying, we need to be in, in the hall of fame too. And our girls need to be 
showcased in the, you know, in Buttsmere building and we need to have this and we need to have that. And she never let it, she took, never took no for an answer. You know, either, either she would find a way to get it done herself or she would make sure they regretted telling her no. So she never took no for an answer. I love that. Yes, I did. She, Cause she advocated. For I have herself. a follow. So I you were saying. on. Go ahead. You were on the Georgia. You were on the Georgia team. Made NCAA gymnastics what it is today because between Suzanne and Sarah, them women made this sport of college gymnastics entertaining. Like I was alive and I used to watch. So I, I used to watch. Like I started watching college gymnastics right around like 2003, but I would go back and watch like prior years to figure out like what happened to let to get me up to there. So Susan and Sarah were so intense back then. They were like there were other schools. It was just Georgia and everything. So what? Like being the school then, where they were so intense of making the NCAA gymnastics be what it is today. That was the beginning of it, actually. Um, I was in the early stages of it uh, because up to my freshman year, no one had won but Utah. So it wasn't even like mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. um, like the the Suzanne and Sarah thing started pretty much as I was in school. It got more and more intense. Um, it was, it, it was a student driven thing, believe it or not, with some of the craziness. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Alabama was, you think about it, Georgia is Georgia and Florida are the intense. I mean, football is Georgia, Florida. That is like the big thing. It was, it wasn't really, I'm sorry. It wasn't really, um, Georgia, Alabama for anything other than gymnastics. So that kind of started and it was somewhat student, like I said, because I remember we had a meet, um, something happened with another sport with Alabama and Georgia. And that sport came to our meet. And then they kind of did some stuff that was borderline obnoxious, but not wrong. But then there's Alabama students found out about it. So then when Georgia came, they kind of started doing some things. And then um, but that yeah. also had more students wanted to come out and more people wanted to come out because they heard about what happened at Georgia. So now they were going to be at the meet so that they could, you know, be a part of things. And then, you know, things would happen at Alabama and then Georgia people hear about it. And it was like back and forth, back and forth. And the crowds just started getting super intense. And you heard about the time when Sarah had to get on the mic to, to say yep. stuff about yep. things because it, it, it it's, it was intense, <laughs> and it, I'm pretty sure it, it started because of a completely different sport. That's, I mean, that, that's how that's how uh, college is so oh, you know, it's over. It's some great. I never great insight like the whole Suzanne Sarah. It wasn't even about it was some other sport that just came along, and thank God it happened that way because now the NCAA is what it is. Well, don't get me wrong. It was still the Suzanne and Sarah thing because they were polar opposites. <laughs> completely different types, and uh, 
like you said, Sarah, you know, you had Suzanne in her stilettos and her mini skirts. And it was funny because Suzanne always wanted to spot at least one like skill or usually tell me pass at more muscle to me. So she would always be like, okay, Corinne, I'm just going to spot your double back in stilettos. And I'm like, why me? She's like, cause you don't need a spot. So <laughs> she didn't, she wouldn't tell anybody else that, but like, really, because I didn't really need a spot. So she didn't have to worry. She just kind of, you know, she spotted me and all, but um, I just remember the first time I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to spot me in stiletto heels. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Sarah was proper and the dresses that she wore were very, very different than what Suzanne wore. And so mm -hmm. that also egged it on. That was like more, I guess you say, the other side of the crowd, um, the non-student driven side of the crowd was more how completely opposite the two of them were. But it was really kind of something that it was, you know, like when you see the crowd and when they had to talk to the crowd about how they were, how they were treating and how they were acting, like I said, that kind of was triggered by another sport that kind of came over to gymnastics somehow. How was your transition going from like club to college though? Like, was it easy for you? Or did like, you know, nothing different or was it kind of? Well, it some was, it was, yeah. And because it was, I was an elite gymnast, so it was easier. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're not training as hard. You're not doing as many numbers. You're not doing as much. Um, Skill-wise, I was doing pretty much the same skills, but it was definitely a lot less intense because I didn't have to do elite compulsories. I didn't have to worry about qualifying for something. I didn't have to worry about, you know, getting a certain score in order to go on to the next thing. So, and you were relying on other people. So it was just really different, but I loved it. Can you walk us through the night of your all-around win? Um, believe it or not, I didn't know I won until way after the fact um i wasn't paying attention to what anyone else was doing i was i was mm -hmm. it was interesting. like reverse off a floor like uh, you know we went olympic order and then we had a buy last so vaulting was thing, and i again i wasn't really paying attention to what other people are doing but beam i can't watch beam i could not watch Beam. so and i had to be fourth up i i couldn't go too early and i couldn't go too late so i was fourth <laughs> don't don't move me and put me fourth and um, I would never watch, and I would watch my team's reaction around me to see whether my teammate did well or not. And then I would go. Floor was kind of similar. I didn't really pay attention that much to what other people were doing. I had to kind of like stay um, focused so that I didn't get too crazy in my head kind of thing. So when we were done, we were so stressed out about the team. And I don't know if you saw pictures of us standing there because UCLA was on floor. And they were the only ones that were going to catch us. And we mm -hmm. knew they were close. So we were watching every floor team going, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You know, we're just sitting there, like, intense. So I didn't even think about all around, to be honest with you, because it was so much about team. And then at, when they were done floor, they were putting in a bunch of inquiries. So Suzanne made us go into the back, into the, into the hallway in the back of the stadium. And so – we were just kind of walking around there, just like stressing out. And then she came back and told us. And so then it was like, we were all excited about the fact that we won. After that, <laughs> after all this was done, Suzanne pulled me over and she's like, you know, you won, right? I'm like, I won what? She goes, you won the all around. I'm like, I did? She's like, yeah, you won the all around. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So 
walking you through it, I didn't even know until the end. So like really late. <laughs> That's, it's one of those, like you were so, and it's it's kind of incredible how you were so much more devoted to the team that your own successes came about serendipitously kind of. Yeah. I had no idea what, like where my scores fell, where I was. So it was just, yeah. Was just, we lost Michaela. We lost Michaela. She'll be back. She'll be back. <laughs> um, so I did want to ask you, do you, back then, were you able to like really comprehend like the magnitude of the, of what, what you did, like just the impact that it, it, you had basically? Yeah. I think, you know, I mean, I didn't um, say it in a sense that I, you know, yeah, a black gymnast finally won kind of thing. Um, there was only a handful of us, but it was interesting because Kim Hamilton had one floor. So she had been a national champion, a black national champion. So I was the first to win the all around. Um, and I knew that, and I knew that that was important and it was significant, but I also knew I was the first Georgia gymnast to win the all around. I was, you know, the first Vlad thing. So there were a lot of firsts in that. Um, so yeah, I understood the impact because it was so, so many firsts there. We got Michaela back. She, she came back. I'm sorry, everybody. Internet problems. I have a question, though. Now, I, I get it. We're in the moment. That's what happened. But you had lots of time to think about being the very first African-American young lady to win the title. meant so much to the next generation. How does that make you feel that you're the inspiration? It's it's exciting. Um, I knew, like I said, the significance of it. So now it's like, but I also felt like, you know, we should have been there a long time ago. And believe it or not, the next year, the next national champion was was a black athlete. So it started a trend um, of, of black athletes there. But uh, I knew we should have. You know, Kim Hamilton was very close for, you know, something always happened and she was always close to winning. And, there was there were several other athletes that um, that I knew, but I don't know. I guess at the time I wasn't really thinking about the impact. I was thinking more of okay, now we got this started. Let's see all the people coming behind me to keep it rolling, to show them, you know, that the, these black athletes and these black gymnasts can that we're the best, not you know, the only ones, but that we can do this. And and it wasn't a fluke. And I didn't, yeah, and I didn't have to worry about the fact that I had a butt or a booty, you know, as I say, a booty, mm-hmm. um, and that I didn't have that that gymnastics look, the European look. Yeah. So, and I love that college. You didn't have to have that. Like in the elite world, my coach told flat out yeah. that I would never make an Olympics or a world team because I didn't have the right body type. Oh wow! And I found that out years later. He would never have like he didn't want to discourage me or you know, make me feel mm-hmm. bad about myself. But I found out years later, and they had said that about myself and several other black gymnasts. Now, Joyce Wilburn, she kind of beat the trend some the make it, but even yep. she, they didn't even put her on that Olympic team or, or she should have been first place. I mean, she was, you know, way better than, if, and if we had a situation now where we didn't have the compulsories back then, she would have been. And I would have been up there much Correct. more too because we they were uh-huh. sixty forty. 
And I was not that strong at compulsories. And if you count it 60%, that's going to weigh it down. So, um, you know, and I get quote unquote why they were trying to do it because we were trying to be catch up with the Russians and the Romanians and kill compulsories. Um, but it's still, we didn't send the best athletes out there because they did better at compulsories, but their options got, you know, weren't even close. So we still weren't, mm-hmm. you know, we still weren't doing anything significant. Do you think back then, because of compulsories, because I'm old enough to remember compulsories and I've watched many of compulsory routines, that compulsories kind of, okay, there's two school of, there's two school of thoughts when it comes to compulsories. One thought is compulsories teach girls real gymnastics, they gymnastics based it, and so on and so forth. But the other is compulsories keeps the girls thin and little because you have to be thin and little to be perfect on every single So, do you think rid of compulsory help the sport or did it harm the sport? I think both. Um, I think the compulsories, if you look back on the skills we did in compulsories, they were kind of stupid. I'm sorry. You know, so you were doing back handspring to a scale. Very, when do you ever do a handspring to a scale? Like, when is that ever important? You know, we would do, they did a giant to handstand, slip grip to straddle back to handstand. Well, no one ever did straddle back to handstands mm-hmm. other than the compulsories. So, what was the point? Correct. You know, well, what so, was the reason? Um, so I get, I think the compulsory that skill. Now I will say this much: um, because of compulsories, we had a rotation of flexibility. You know that was mm-hmm. part of our practice on a you know maybe not daily but weekly basis. We had rotations of flexibility. Whereas now the kids warm up for 15 mm-hmm. minutes and they're you know done. So I think that that has a lot to do with why we have some of the injuries that I think we have. Because um, if you think about it, my generation, I don't think I ever knew anyone that tore an Achilles. And we were tumbling on a on surface that was way harder. I mean, I was doing double outs on a, on, I first learned them on basically on yeah. double backs on foam. That, you know, they weren't springs, they were foam block, like underneath the floor, they were block uh, squares of foam, double backs. And I learned double layouts, so they were harder, the floors were harder, they didn't have as much give, they didn't have as much bounce, the bars didn't have as much bounce and give and swing. And yet I never, I don't think I ever knew anyone that tore an Achilles. Yet we, we tear Achilles left and right, you're constantly seeing them here in this generation. And how does that make sense if they have better equipment and it's, it gives more like, like they have more. And it's, I think the lack of foundation. Flexibility. Well, the lack of flexibility too. Yeah. Um, they don't. Like oh, yeah. To be flexible. Mm-hmm. And like we had to hold up. In some cultures, you had to do splits. Correct. Well, we had to hold up. And split and had to be 180. You want 180, then you know you got big deductions. Um, you had to do your leaps had to be 180 or past 180. If you weren't beyond 180, 180 was a deduction. So I will say the compulsories did really um, along those lines. That is what we're missing. I do think that 
the one good thing compulsories did was that it forced you to do multiple types of skills. What I mean is you had to do free hit or you had to do taught. Like you couldn't just pick one and do that. You had to do multiple because they were all kind of in these routines. So you had to be able to do a control back handspring and back walk over, front walk over, TikTok. Like, and you had to have be flexible enough in your back and shoulders to be able to do a TikTok with a straight leg. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't, you know, if you look at a lot of these, these kids nowadays, some of them may be flexible. Some of them may not. Yeah. And they can get away with that because their optionals. They're just so strong that they can get away with not being that flexible. You couldn't the, do that. Back then. There's like an ongoing joke that many gymnasts can't even do a bridge. So it's one of those yeah. things like, yeah. And I, I just remember, like I said, we had a TikTok on beam. You couldn't bend that, that bottom leg. It had to stay straight. So you basically were doing it a hundred percent on your hands. And you would tap the beam and had to get back to be strong enough to get back over. Now, are we, am I ever going to use that? No, but it forced me to be strong in my shoulders and it forced me to be strong in my back where now they may or may not, you know, have to do that. It, it forms a good foundation for the rest of the skills that come later. Right. Basically. So it did help. But at some time I felt like we spent a lot of time on compulsories and not enough time on optionals. So what would you, okay, so now does that mentality carry over to your coaching now, especially now that you, you know, because you've coached before at Pennsylvania, you've coached before like at clubs, but now this is, this feels like a new ball game. Um, No, because, you know, the girls that come in in college are already, you know, their foundations are already laid. Yes, they might learn a skill or two, um, but basically you're doing it, maintaining and cleaning up you're really not doing a ton of new skills. And again, some will learn new skills because it's going to be easier to do this than it is to do this. So they may learn a gain or full off the beam because they were doing a mouth bell back and they don't need that anymore kind of thing. But it's their foundation was already there. Okay. Yeah, we're listening to Kayla for a second. She's back. I'm just waiting for a little screen to pop up. Um, how does it feel like or just take take us through the mentality or the process of being a head coach of a new gymnastics program. Uh, <laughs> stressful. Um, very. Um, it's fun though. It's exciting because I get to make it into whatever I see as is the way that, to do things. Um, I I've learned a lot from different coaches that I've known, so I, I've seen good and I've seen bad. So it helps to make it there. Um, it's laying a foundation for the team. That is a good foundation. So, um, but it's exciting. It's a lot of work because yeah. they're just, you know, trying to figure out everything that needs to be done and how you can do it and when you can do it. Because there's certain things that I want to do that I can't do now. I have to wait for certain things to happen. So, um, but it's exciting. I love a challenge. Don't get me wrong. I love a challenge. Tell me I can't do something. I'll show you. <laughs> Tell me I can't. Tell me I can't. That was my that was my theme in, in college with Suzanne. She was like, you know, she would try to tell me I couldn't do something or whatever. And I was like, watch me. I love watch. that. Watch. <laughs> okay, I came back. Sorry, you guys. My wife is not letting me be great. We have been storms and stuff <laughs> in Florida today. So, of course, everything is just acting up. But, um... I want to ask you a question and follow up to that. Being the head coach, and you're the head coach of HBCU, which is a historically 
Oh, gosh. The story goes back to college university. Thank you. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. My brain. I said it. It didn't just get out of my brain. It just bit out of my brain. Uh, does that mean that you, when you when you go to recruit girls or people about you and, and you know, does that mean any black gymnasts can be can, um, or are you recruited from all gymnasts looking for the best talent? Um, it's both. Um, I would never say no to an athlete and not all the girls that I'm recruiting are black. So let me say that they are all women of color, but they are not all black. I would never limit it to that. Um, right now, I would never say no to if, if a, a young white gymnast wanted to come to Bisque, I'd be like, let's go. And especially, you know, a talented young white gymnast. Yes. I don't even care if they're not, if they want to come, then I am their open arms. Um, but right now, the majority of the girls I'm recruiting are, are girls of color. Um, just because that is why we added it. You know, we added this program to give girls of color more opportunities. So my first priority is to give them the opportunities. Again, it doesn't mean that I would not uh, recruit a young white girl. I would. And there's some that would. But I think right now I want to establish the team. And then I can start looking at other things. But it, you know, for so many young white girls, they don't understand what an HBCU really means, especially if they're coming from a gym where they don't really have very many black teammates. So to come to a situation where they're in, engrossed in nothing but, you know, black students would be a culture shock for some of them. And they might have a very difficult time. And I don't want to bring anyone on campus that, that is going to be unhappy or want to leave or just feel uncomfortable. So it would have to be the right situation, someone that understood and had zero issues with the environment that they would be in. Um, I think that that would be, and but you know what? We do it all the time. I was the only black gymnast at Georgia, but I was used to it because I was on a team with pretty much black, white, white teammates. So I was used to that. It didn't bother me because it, I was used to that. I mean, I did, I wish it hadn't been the case, but I also knew I was the first. So there were, and I knew that Georgia eventually they were recruiting black gymnasts left and right. Um, so I knew that I'm starting something, but I don't want to, again, put anyone in a position where they're not going to feel welcomed or comfortable or feel like this is not the right place for them. Cause I don't want to lose athletes. You know, I want them to feel like this a family and that they're going to come in and, and love what they're doing. So if I can find a kid that, um, can you know be comfortable in any environment and feel like this was the place this was a place for them then yeah let's go but again my first priority is to give opportunities to young girls of color so that is absolutely so what well let me preface by saying I'm really excited. This is going to be insane. Like it, I'm just because I Me I too. love Me the spirit of an HBCU. Like it just it, it's so it's, it's different than traditional colleges. It, it's it's much more just a family feeling. It feels yes. like it feels very like family. community. It is and that, very family. And that's what I think is really missing from NCAA in a sense. Not not because I mean yeah, teams are family, but this is this is another another way. Another it's 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 beautiful. Essentially, it's it's beautiful. 
Mm-hmm. When is the team being announced? Um, I have some commits. I just have to wait to announce them, but I do have commits. Mm-hmm. So I'll just say that much. It's <laughs> exciting. So I, I do. Um, some of the girls. How many? Um, some of the girls are going to do reveal parties, so I don't want to take that away. Okay. From them. And others, um, you know, we're waiting to uh, get the, the uh, formality stuff done, and then we can start announcing. But we still have a long way to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's when you're starting a team from scratch, you're talking about 15 to 20 girls. I mean, that's a lot. So we're 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 getting closer though. So, I'm so excited. Yeah. Hopefully within the next week. Although next week I'll be at DP Nationals, so okay. uh, I probably am not going to do much other than if any of the kids have a reveal party. I'm probably not going to be doing any announcements just because I'm going to be so busy. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean some things won't be leaked, but not from my end. Um, so it probably be after that. But yeah. But maybe, some- not, maybe before. We'll see. And if anybody want to come and do their Real party over here at We Love Gymnastics. We, we, we open the door wide open to anybody. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 excited. We had we had some you know recruits on campus and we were able to do some things, so it was really exciting. We don't want to keep you too much longer because we all have lives. But go ahead, Michaela. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. What's your goal for your first season? Like, what is the goal? What 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 would you consider a successful season from from what you think you're gonna have talent wise? Um, to have a good showing. Um, I want us to come out and not be, you know, just like, oh, we're in HBCU. Yay, we got a one eighty eight. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but I don't want people to go see. See? So mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to come out and be like, like yeah, we're going to average 194. I would love that because then it would be, no, you see, this is what we can do. Yeah. And this is just our first year. So my goal is to have ha- happy, healthy athletes who understand how um, much of a family this is and love gymnastics, love their institution, and walk away from the season feeling like they put everything on the mat and they did the best they possibly could, and we put the best lineup out there because we can't control the scores, and we can't control the image that people have about us, our bodies and way they shape. Because I'm sorry, but I I do think that even some of the best of our athletes that were best in the country got gypped. Yeah. Now, they may have won, but they still got gypped, in my opinion. Because I'm sorry, Trinity Thomas was a 10 on bars. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) She was. So, yes, exactly. Um, so do I think it was prejudice? I'm not going to say that because I don't know the judges. And I know I know a lot of judges, and I know they're not. They're great people. So I would never say that. Um, but I don't know what they saw. But Putin should be the national yeah, fur champion by herself well, yeah, without, you know, having to share that title. I mean, Darian looked amazing on Darian was and amazing. I was like, oh, my gosh. But you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, every single event was won by a woman of color. Yep. Period. Period. Every event was won by a woman of color. And that needs to continue to happen because we are out there. And I'm not saying that there aren't 
girls that are white that are amazing and that should win. I'm not saying that at all because I do think they are. Absolutely not. Slightly, Nora you know, Slightly should have scored higher. I said SUNY, but SUNY is a woman of color. So, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some amazing gymnasts out there and I can see them winning just as quickly as some of the other ones. So I'm not saying that it's, you know, they should win over them, that they're better than them. I'm not saying that at all. Um, Never. He, that would be taking away from how amazing of gymnasts they are. Mm-hmm. But um, I just... But the score should reflect that what we're seeing with our own eyes. If we're seeing 10, then we should see 10 on the scoreboard. Yes, exactly. And if you're going to, you know, like, there, or there should be a, a little bit more separation between between things. Um, yes, not everything's a 995. And, it, and it's kind of like, how do you come up with a 995 if you can only come up with a 99725 for this one? Because this one was clearly more than that much better. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much that I thought, well, I still think Trinity was a 10. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Well, Mars was a 10. You know, you do the handstands and you hold it for 10 seconds before you do anything. Yeah, come on. Come on now. But, yeah. What, <laughs> what is- if you do nothing? But, um, and I'll say that, I'll scream that from the hills. I, I, that. That girl is amazing, and I can watch her do gymnastics all day long, all day, every day. I can just watch her open armor. So, um, it. But there's a whole lot of athletes I could watch that I love watching on floor because I love watching how exciting they are, how entertaining they are, how much fun they look like they're having on the floor. It's not just doing a floor routine and doing moves and trying to make myself look like I'm enjoying what I'm doing but they actually are enjoying what they're doing. So. And the love you just see like radiating from them. You know, that's what I'm hoping we can get our girls to, to just enjoy every second of their experience. Do you know as being um, the, the lead of HBCU, that it's more pressure to have a certain style of a routine or to have a very dancey, bouncy type of flow routines because that's what, it's kind of expected, you know, from an HBCU or do you not feel that, uh, you know, our know. is happy and amazing because, okay. I, my, my opinion, and, and as I told girls that I'm recruiting, is that I want to find out what your style is and get you a floor team that matches your style. If your style is balletic, then let's do it. If your style is more jazz, if it's hip-hop, if it's more lyric, whatever your style is, then that's the routine you have to do because, you know, most people, I'm, I'm going to say most people because I'm going to take myself out of that and I'll tell you that story after. Most people have to love the routine they're doing in order to perform it. You know, you, you need to love what you're doing or else it, you can see it in their face. You can see it in their movement. You can see it in their expression. So I don't want to put a kid out there doing hip hop that can't do hip hop just because they're black. I mean, that's not going to, that's not going to go over any better. So um, I just need And it's to- very cringe worthy when they give these black gymnasts these hip hop that you can tell that dead and it's just like because she's black and I can tell. So no, I wanna find whatever their style is. And whatever that is, then that's what we're gonna do. So what happened with the floor routine? Tell us. Okay. Well my junior year, um <laughs> I had we music. I could not find floor music. I just nothing was working. Nothing was appealing to me. And Suzanne kept saying, "You need to find music. We need music. We need music." And I'm like, "I know, I know, I know." 
So finally she came to me, she goes, this is your floor music. And I'm like, why? She goes, cause you, your deadline's up. We need floor music. And she's like, so this is your floor music. <laughs> I hated that floor team. What I was it? absolutely <laughs> hated that floor team. Hated the dance, hated the music and won the national championship with it. <laughs> I was like, how? But you know what? If you, if you watch me, if you watch that routine, you would never know I didn't like the music or I didn't like the routine because I love to perform and I love to give the audience a show. I didn't care what I was doing. I was going to give a show and I wanted all eyes on me. I wanted everybody to watch me and I was going to, you know, put it out there. So, but most, most people aren't like that. They don't feel comfortable. You can tell that they don't feel comfortable. I was just weird like that. I just, <laughs> it I, happens. I didn't care what you gave me, but I also did dance school for many, many years. So, I performed ballet and I knew how to tap dance. Like I did yeah. tap for like, ugh, from the time I was five to maybe 12. Oh, wow. Um, I did, you know, ballet, I did jazz. I did, you know, for until I was about 12 years old, I did dance school from five to 12. So I learned how to perform all kinds of different dance and, and you know, dance styles. And I didn't and mind how to move your body and be comfortable yeah. in your body. I didn't mind, you know, yeah, I didn't like ballet, but I was fine doing a ballet recital. <laughs> There's an audience. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm going to make it work, but I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm out there. Now, what is something that you want to say to young black and brown girls starting wanting to start gymnastics or maybe go to Fisk or, you know, what is, you know, as an icon and legend that you are, like what is something that you could like say to them? Just I would say follow your dream and don't let anybody tell you can't. You know, if they tell you can't, you're gonna you just show them how you how they're wrong. Show them how you can. And then I would say set your own goals. Don't wait for someone else to give you a goal. Um, I mean that's for gymnasts in general, but especially young black gymnasts, because sometimes I think they'll be put in a box. Like, oh, they can only do this, or they can only do that, or you know, they're not flexible, so they can't do this. You know, that, well, yeah, that's not true. Find a way around it. Make it work. Um, there's always a way around something, um, whether it's doing a different skill or a different way to teach it. There's not the same technique for everybody. But mm -hmm. just don't let somebody else crush your dreams and don't let anybody else give you your dreams. Your dreams are yours. Set them and go for it. Set that goal and, and, and work towards it. That's a branding opportunity, though. Tell me I can't. You should you should copyright that. I like that. <laughs> for sure. Tell me I can't. I know. That's going to be our team model. Teacher should. Tell me we can't. Perfect. It's, That's iconic. It's cute. I have yeah. another question, and we're going to wrap it up shortly. Yes. But with this new influx of elite-level gymnasts, I don't know how, how much follow elite, right? But right now, the top elite girls through probably Five are black girls. Oh yeah, I watched. I watched the. Uh, it's her, it's that that. Me. Just had the. Oh, just just every single girl on the yeah. team, I think, was black. I was yeah. like, okay. Yes, it's that but one. Every girl but one was black. Oh and, okay, I didn't. And, the whole team, I just and, saw like. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I think you know. When I, when I, did you ever see that picture of cha uh, World Champion Center from? Yes. The previous years. And yeah. Olivia. It's yeah. all like, girls in the middle, like all these girls. And it's like to me that was like finally because it was always white girls and then one little black girl that was in there. So finally it was reversed. I loved it. Yeah. 
It's all the girls in Olivia. Yeah. It's a very strong. She's great. Other than with Jake, I think it's going to make this world championship team. It has a very good shot of being all black girl. Even with Jordan Child, I think Jordan Child has a great chance of, because she's going back to elite, of making this world team. So, what does that do that the new face of gymnastics in elite and in college are black gymnasts? Like, black girls are taking over this sport. How does that make you feel as the first? Uh, it's exciting because, like I said, I remember when I was elite, it, we were sprinkled. Well, it, was a, it was a sprinkle yep. of us here and there. And we all knew each other. We were all friends. Our parents knew each other. Our families knew each other. Um, it There were so few of us. And we were just, you know, there to support each other. And now it's like, like you said, we've kind of taken over. But I just, I worry, not about like the United States, but I worry that the rest of the world is going to start to say, oh, well, when we change the rules, it benefited these black athletes because they were more powerful in so many ways. I just hope they don't go back and try to change things to make it so that we are not, you know, I try to do things. I don't think it'll work. I think whatever they do, we are still going to step up to the challenge and we're still going to be the best because you're not going to give us this, this look and you're not going to show the success and then say, you're taking it away from us. Cause we're going to be like, go ahead. Tell me I can't. I love that. I will find and a it way seems with so many <laughs> black girls, especially with this open code is black girls have this unique combination of they're good on ball and they're good on bars, which white gymnasts don't have. So with that combination being good on ball and on bars, I mean you're kind of unstoppable. Like if you're good on those two events, and you're good on floor, so yeah. and, actually, and I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I mean, I'm telling you, but to have that unique combination of being good, because you know most people are vault floor or bars and beam, but to be vault and bars, that's two toot, two toot. I mean, you you know, you got your strong white girls too. I mean, the United States is we're, we're picking up, and I mean, it's not even just the U.S. I mean, Brazil. <laughs> Brazil, yes. You know, oh gosh, yes. Rebecca Andrade. I'm so happy Suni won, but if anyone was, if Suni didn't win, I wanted Andrade. I wanted her to win so badly. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I was all for Suni. I don't want to make it seem like I wasn't. I was rooting for her and wanted her to win. But man, if she if 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 she had won, I would have been like, I would have been screaming too. So just because, you know, I think, again, it was kind of like people said, you can't. And she's like, gosh, uh, go ahead, tell me. Three that. ACL tears. <laughs> it was like, you can't do this to your hurt. You can't do this, you're this. Uh, watch me. Watch me. So, I, yeah. I got one more final question. And then, you know, we can, we can do. My question is, okay, so Connor McClain had this big incident of, she felt like her coach was racist and she had to leave. What is your advice on other gymnasts, young girls who are still in 2022, feel racism from coaches, feel racism from judges, maybe feel racism from their teammates? But you know, we live in Trump America now. So yes. how do you tell these girls to keep their head up? Like, don't let, like, what is your advice to navigate through well, my, my, my main advice is to go somewhere else. I mean, there's too many good gyms out there. There's too many good coaches. And if you are in an environment that is not going to foster you and help you to become the best you, go find someplace else. 
because they're there. Yep. There's just too many places. It's, none of us are stuck in a situation where we can't go anywhere else. And I realize that that's a sacrifice. I realize that, you know, you might have to move away from home or your family or the, the costs, things of that nature. It's a sacrifice. But the question is, are you willing to sacrifice? You know, what are you willing to sacrifice? Um, it's just, you know, like, don't, don't let anybody crush your dreams. That's why I said, don't let anybody tell you no. And if they want to tell you you can or, or you know, ignore you, whatever, either you you put it so far in their face that they can't ignore you because you're so damn good that they undeniable they can't look any other way or it's time for you to go you know that there, there, there's no reason why anybody should stay in an environment that it's not going to foster them and help them to become the best they can be i mean i love that about my coach i remember i told my coach i was like when i was class one which would be the equivalent level 10 and we went to nationals he was like mm -hmm. I think you could be in the top 10. I really do. And I looked at him, I said, I'm going to be top five. He's like, okay, let's go. You know, when yeah. I, you know, when <laughs> I, you know, after that first year lead, I said, I'm going to make the national team. He said, okay, let's go. You know, I said, I want to learn double layout. He said, okay, let's learn it. So he never was like, well, I don't think you can do that. Or I don't know if that can happen. You know, he was always like, okay, let's go. You want to do this? We can do this. So he was 100% behind me. I mean, I, I mean, I thought about going other gyms because he wasn't as well known at the time, you know, and there were a lot mm -hmm. of other gyms that were much more established and that, and let's be real, the leotard matters. It still matters. Mm -hmm. yeah. But not as much. There are a lot more individual athletes who can be successful. But back then you couldn't. You didn't go to like the major gyms you aren't going to really break in if you weren't at certain places and people moved around. And I know people who moved around just so they can make an Olympic team or make a world team just to put that leotard on because when they were somewhere else, they weren't getting the respect they deserve. And as soon as they put that leotard on, even with the same exact skills, all of a sudden they were on the team. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we know that, that matters and that's important. But my coach was so supportive of me that I would have never thought about going anywhere else. And that's something that's it's, it's essential, really. Mm -hmm. Like support matters. Yes, it does. Isn't that what happened to Brandy Johnson? Basically, she was going to browse and nobody was giving her attention, so she had to go to Corollis to meet the eighty-eight Olympic team. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Wow. And although Browns was 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 a known name, it wasn't like Browns didn't didn't have an established program, but. Yeah. They weren't the Crowley. Well, because back then, once, yes, there were girls that, uh, <laughs> that were in at, at other gyms that I know for a fact they pushed out of the way because they didn't have mm. the, the body type they liked. They didn't have the look that they liked. They didn't have, you know, and they weren't in a strong enough gym to, to fight for them. And even Kathy Kelly, who was at Parquets, who was one of the strongest programs, they mm -hmm. still pushed her out. So, yep. You know, coming from a gym that that you know is even less known, you can forget it. You know, they 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 can they can put your thumb down. So that's why for me, my goals were a little different. Like my goal wasn't to make the Olympics, and it wasn't to make the world team. The timing just didn't work. Mm -hmm. My goal was to make mm -hmm. the U.S. national team to do as best I could, and then go to college and get a college scholarship. Um, Maybe if I had started gymnastics at a serious gym sooner, because I was in eighth grade before I went to arena. Yeah. 
Wow. So prior to eighth grade, I competed. I had never even competed at full. I had competed a handspring ball up until eighth. I went there in eighth grade, and I tell people, I you know my first year at the gym, I competed a handspring full on vault. The next year, I competed a layout suit full. <laughs> so wow, <laughs> I went from a handspring full that, to a layout. That's a big break. And it was I I didn't you know I was so late in getting started and. Yes, you know, a lot of gyms would never take a kid that old and and try to get them up there. But my coach saw something in me. He saw that drive and that desire. And I was always the first kid to be willing to try something new skill. Oh, I got it. I'll do it. You know, scary, something scary. I'll do it. Do you think that then helped with your injury? Like, like you were really relatively like injured less. Like you never really had a major injury, like other than mm-hmm. the one we talked about. But do you yeah. think like waiting so long to do harder skills kind of helped with that? Like pacing wise, I guess. Maybe, but I was um, I don't I knew where I was a lot. Like I was, I had very good air awareness. Like um, mm. I, don't know if you, I gotta find this video. But um, my sophomore year in college, I had hurt my ankle, and the first meet that I came back, uh, I did a double out on floor and I landed basically on the vault runway. Oh, and <laughs> yeah, and then land on the floor at all. I landed on the wood floor right before the vault runway. And ran on, the, ran back on the floor, finished my back last pass. So <laughs> everyone just kind of, it was just like crickets in the whole entire stadium when I was done. And everyone was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. I knew it was coming. Like I knew, and I braced myself. I knew how to land. I knew how to control the landing so that, I mean, I bruised the bottom of my feet a little bit because I landed on the basketball court. But <coughs> it, it, it's... Like I competed the next weekend, you know, it wasn't anything like that. So do I think that it helped? Yes, probably. Um, do I think that it outweighed the positives I would have gotten had I started gym early? No. <coughs> started a lot earlier. My goals would have been Olympics because I think, because I, mm-hmm. I was, I'd love to learn things and I would try anything. And I was, um, I had no problem jumping in there and, and doing things. So, um, Okay, we're going to do just some quick rapid-fire questions so we can let you go. Are you ready for this? Okay. Okay, competing or coaching or watching gymnastics? All three. Oh, okay. <laughs> Favorite show? I don't watch TV. I actually read. I'm an avid reader. I read about 20 books a month. Okay, well, then favor- favorite book that you've read recently? Recently, um... It would probably be the Grail... Uh, Atlantis Grail series. Ooh. Besides yourself, obviously, who is one gymnast you just enjoy watching? Simone. Come on. She's a goat. Come on. <laughs> you can't beat her. <laughs> the favorite sport other than gymnastics? Football. Ooh, what team? I, uh, Georgia. Uh-huh. Come on, Georgia. Okay. So just, just college or? <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Um, favorite skill you wish you would have competed or you could have competed? Favorite what now? Skill that you wish you could have competed or learned? Double double. I learned it after wow. I was done competing. I learned how to do a double double after I was I, I was done with college. I was doing power. T- I was going to do power tumbling. Oh wow! Um, so I learned like double layout with handstand, double tuck. I learned double double. So I wish I had had that. And your favorite floor music you've heard, or like you just you just like the music itself? <sighs> um. 
I don't even know. Honestly, I don't. I couldn't even come up with one because I don't. I think there's some musics that are just so great, and some music that are just. I'm like, why we? It's just. It's just background. Why is this happening? Well, no, I think a lot of musics are background. To be honest with you, it's like it's like you know when you're watching Elite, sometimes I just feel like it's background noise. It's like yeah. let's put a little tunes, let's hit a beat, let's hit a pose, hit a pose, tumble, 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 tumble leap, 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 and then we'll pose and we'll pose. Very rarely do you see a floor routine that's engaging and that pulls you in and that um, you you like you're emotionally invested in. I mean, I love Look North Flatley's floor routine, and I think oh, that God. because it was so different and so like, mm-hmm. and I've seen some very graceful athletes, but there's graceful and then there's something that is so engaging. But I also like the hip hop, and I like. You know the sass of you know a Dorian or a Trinity. I I mm-hmm. love their sass. I think if they had slower, and I think if you look at them in club, they probably had very club music. And again, it was like background noise. We have one final question from owner of yours. How can the community support you and the university and the team? Um, I think the easiest way is we're going to be doing an online store. Um, I'm still working on getting that done. And that's like a, a major fundraiser for us. So I would love the community to go out and buy this gymnastic gear. Um, one, because it's a fundraiser, but two, I want to see people wearing it. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. Um, this past weekend, we were I was down at Fisk and I had some t-shirts. I didn't have a lot. Um, and uh, it was alumni weekend and it was an older gentleman. He had to be in his 70s. He was like, oh, you're selling t-shirts. I'm like, sure, you know, I'll sell it to you. We were walking on campus. Didn't I know this man had his his fish gymnastic t-shirt walking around campus as proud as he could be with his fish gymnastic t-shirt? He didn't know anything about the gymnastic pro. He never watched really watched gymnastics other than maybe the Olympics, but he was proud to wear it. And presentation matters. It, and they were like, "Where can we get that? Can we get more? Like, where did you get that?" So I want um, that's the I think the best way, but also just be there. You know what I mean? Like to to keep us in a positive way and um, keep us in your minds, be, be ready to hear our stories, to, to support the athletes in any way you can, even if it's just a matter of, you know, watching a video and liking a video, whatever it happens to be, anything positive that these girls can, can get and the reinforcements that they can get from the community is going to help them to stay strong and want to do even better to um, put that, that show on for the community. Cause that was always the way I looked at it is that we put a show on every time we step on the floor. So we want them to walk away from this meet feeling like they just watched the best show ever. Well, that's, I love that. And thank you so much for coming. Um, Michaela, anything else I, you have to say? Real quick. I have to, I have to do, I do have to say, uh, you know, a thank you. I know this is not like what you asked me, but for Brown girls do gymnastics because they were so instrumental in getting gymnastics and HBCU like this was a long process and I have to give Darren um so many props and for like seven years of hard work yeah. to try to get this here and so you know Brown Girls to Gymnastics a great organization so I'd love people to support that as well and Mr. Frank Simmons oh Just please you don't understand but a lot of people don't know who he is but he is yeah. you know on the board of trustees at Fisk and he is the He's most awesome. amazing amazing person when it comes to supporting fish and fish gymnastics he is it's so lovely too so nice he is but it's, nice. it's incredible he's just like we're going to make this happen and we're going to make you guys you guys are going to be great and i'm like okay 
how can I not be with you telling me we are? You know what and I mean? It's so lovely to have that in your corner. So oh yes, having so him in my corner is huge. We support you guys. And we're hey, at least now you get to have all the brown tape. Like because when we were Durham's <laughs> mom, she was talking about how the brown tape was such a big deal. And so I hey, you these guys. Stop. I was watching at even at NCAs. I was like, why don't why do they not have the brown tape? I mean, it was out there. <laughs> even if it's just like the um the uh what do you call it the coban that you put around tape. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like come on, get 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 it together. We don't need these really light color tape. Looks like we're wearing. Pantyhose, our grandma's pantyhose. <laughs> no, I can see a bunch of leotards. I'm sorry. It looks like you know a grandma's pantyhose. <laughs> Very rare. But they at least did better with the leotards this year because at least they gave the brown girls brown flesh tone leotards change. Yeah, and and it was closer to their color tone. So, but you know we always see these kids, that, and it's I mean come on, you really can't match all of everyone, whether white or black. And at the end of the day, no. somebody looks like wearing their grandma's pantyhose that when she doesn't have the right size, <laughs> the right color, and you can it looks crazy. So yeah, flesh color leotards are not gonna happen. Well, on that note, thank you so much for coming. We, it was a privilege. Thank you. We're, it was amazing talking to you. And I'm so sorry about being late again. No, you're fine, you're fine, no worries. <laughs> Hopefully the audience doesn't mind that I was still thinking I was on Central Time instead of Eastern Standard Time. I live Central Time, so it's fine for me. So it's my fault. I'm the East. I'm the East Coast girl. (laughs) Which is okay. I'm on the East Coast right now, but I was on the Central Standard Time yesterday, so I'm (laughs) back and forth. Um, So my brain has to figure out where I am. Well, thank you so much for coming, and we just—I mean—we will support you every step of the way. You know, we're here for you, for, for y'all as a team, as a collective. And I'm so just excited for the season. And thank you guys, Super all excited. of you that are trying to be out there to support us. Thank you so much. We are looking forward to your support. So, and we're going to give you a good show. We're going to have a team and they're going to come out there and they're going to, you know, earn you guys you know, love and, and support. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. And we'll You're see welcome. you. Thank see you. This season. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, Michaela, that was awesome. It was iconic. I that loved it. That was I- great. That was great, everybody. Um, I don't. I'm just making sure we're not skipping over. I don't think nobody was asking questions really. They're just leaving comments. Yeah, I have to go. My mom is like calling me, so I will. I love you guys. I love you, Michaela. All right, um, bye. Bye, guys. Everybody. Thank you for watching. See you guys in the next one. You never know who's going to be our next guest.